NBA Strayer, how are you going? How are you going? You doing better than me? I hope so. <laughs> Welcome to NBA Strayer. It's Thursday, October 28. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes, Rolling Stone Triple J, whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in quarantined Larian Studios. Jesus. Hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season. It's underway, it's happening. And remember, we rep Australia a little bit here. That's what we do. You might have gathered that from the name. Also, we don't take things too seriously around here. We take public health very seriously. <laughs> we leave the serious basketball stuff to the nerds. They love that, don't they? Look, the first week of the season, it's all done. It's all written. Uh, we did our big over-under reactions show yesterday. That was fun. We've got 10 games to talk about today as uh, most of the other teams sort of wrapped up their first run of a week worth of games. Pretty fun. So a juicy slab of that's not an knife, all made no made spot of the night, better than Alonzo Ball. Uh, we've got some year nars, some big wide ranging year nars today, and our popular opinion of the day in our back takeouts, where we're serving up a flame grill take. We've got a Kiwi corner, the Australian player watch, and the NBA Australia game previews and picks for tomorrow. We absolutely smashed the picks today, so just saying, tune into that. And we'll finish up with a quick diary of Stephen Adams, always a classic. Uh, so let's get into it, let's make it a fun one and a good one and a quick one. Episode 686 of NBA Australia. Let's go! All right, support for NBA Australia comes from manscaped.com. Absolutely love them. They are the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Sounds badass. Tell you what. Uh, it's all across Australia and New Zealand. Manscaped.com. You heard it here first. It's awesome. The Lawnmower 4.0. I'm blown away by it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'll tell you what. The 4.0... There's over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And if they can get their hands on the old 4.0, they'll be frothing for it. Because, look, with NBA Australia, you can get 20% off uh, and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. But look, just listen to me for a second. What are you doing if you don't look after your junk? What are you doing? Seriously, take a long, hard look in the mirror and go, I have made a horrible mistake. I need to be looking after my junk so that anyone who comes near it... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is appreciative of the effort I've put in. You don't want nicks down there. You don't want anything. You don't want it looking unkempt. So go sort that out with the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. I'll tell you what, my favorite thing is it's really fun to use. It's got the light. It's got the ceramic uh, advanced skin-safe technology. There you go. So you'll feel confident shaving your boys. Uh, basically, you've got trim guards. You've got everything. You've got wireless charging. It's awesome. But it really just does come down to the simple fact, if you're using the same nut trimmer on your, as your face, I mean, you've made just a litany of horrible decisions here. <laughs> you've been doing it wrong. No one wants pubes in their mouth. So get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time. Get yourself some uh, nice smooth boyos down there. Tell you what. So 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping 
Use the code Strayer. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for your jewels with Manscaped. Oh, yeah. Get around it. Do it right now. What are you doing? Come on. Hurry up. Strayer. Manscaped.com. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. You better watch out for the mop-top mamba attack if you're the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. You got giddied. Giddy up. How good was that? Ah, we're going to talk about that in a bit, I'll tell you what. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily. Oh, it's a whip. Did you hear that one? It's a whip around. It's a whip around. Whip around. Come on. Properly. There you go. Nice. Uh, Daniel Gafford went down pretty badly in that game against Boston today. Big Dan Gafford. Got a bit of time for him. Team announced that he's got a right quadriceps contusion. It looked pretty bad. Uh, He's going to cop an MRI tomorrow. Hopefully he's all right. Uh, kind of stinks. Gafford, look, he's one of those dudes where you just hope for the best. And he showed up after he got traded to Washington. He's been balling out. You want to see him continue that. Uh, speaking of uh, injury updates, the Joker. Nikola Jokic, hello. The reigning MVP, no structural damage to his knee. Hooray! Especially for those of us like me who had him in fantasy. Uh, this is good news. And hopefully he's all right. Uh, basically, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, he tried to come back out at halftime, and he said it's like, uh, I felt a bit weak, he told Mike Malone. Malone's like, get the fuck back in the goddamn, you know, out the back. What are you doing? Get back in the locker room. And off he went. But no structural damage is good. Uh, hopefully, Joker will be all right. LeBron James set out for his uh, the back-to-back uh, with his ankle, so he's missed those two games. Uh, hopefully, he'll be all right. But look, the Lakers were proving that they didn't really need him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Giddy happened. Giddy up. Uh, Bob Ferry very sadly passed away, uh, father of Danny Ferry, and also longtime Washington uh, Bullets, Bullets. Uh, GM, head honcho there, executive, was a longtime scout across a bunch of other franchises, played himself. Uh, so it's very sad. But anyway, prayers up to him. Uh, Dame Lillard, big article about how he's happy in Portland and happy with Chauncey. Always a good sign when you're three to four games into a season. <laughs> Love that. And the latest of Ben Simmons. Well, he's joined Jonah Bolden's NFT gang. So good on him. Anytime you can be hanging out and spending more time on your NFTs than your free throws, your FTs, I'm just saying, maybe. Oh, who gives a fuck? Whoever you hang out with outside of basketball, we shouldn't care. And I certainly don't. Right, let's do some game wraps. Ten games today. It was a belter of a schedule and some really fun games in there. So let's do it. Game raps, 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 game raps. Game raps. Brought to you by DraftKings Australia. That's right, our mates at DraftKings. You've got a limited time to join up. DKNG.co slash Australia. Play some daily fantasy. Win some big prizes. Don't screw around with season. Look, everyone's already drafted their season long. If you hate your team, daily fantasy is the answer. Boom. Go to DKNG.co slash Australia or any of the links uh, on our socials, on our website. Click through there because you need to let them know that we sent you. Like, come on, help us out and uh, play some Daily Fantasy because it's awesome. You just redraft your team every day. God damn, it makes life a lot nicer. (laughs) I want that guy. Well, you got him. Boom. Love it. Go check it out. DKNG.co slash Australia. Right. Charlotte beat Orlando 120-111. 
Jimmy, that's not a bit of a surprise, man. No, it was because the Magic Men stuck with the Hornies for uh, most of this. They led in the fourth, in fact. The Magic Men were crushing it. Mo Bamba's dropping threes. It was all over. Uh, but the Hornets, look, they slowly eked their way back into it thanks to, uh, I'll tell you what, Plums did a lot. Old Mason Plumley was very, very handy in this one. Uh, but really, it came down to a lot of Jalen McDaniels at the very start of the fourth quarter sort of turned this one around. And he had a really big game. And it was 16 points. Um, but he... Plums, and then Lamello hit the only three he hit all game. And then Gordy and Miles fucking Bridges just brought him home. Uh, and Charlotte sort of just went, no, we are really sub- substantially better than you, Orlando. And Orlando like, ah, oh, okay, you are. Suggs is stinking up the joint. But there were some bright, bright spots for Orlando. Look, I mean, Cole Anthony's crushing it. Mo Bamba looks good. Wendell Carter Jr. was good. He had 20 and 10. T-Ross had 18. Please trade me points. Uh, Cole Anthony, though, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. He's crushing it. Mo had 14 and 10. Uh, the 18 turnovers really killed the Magic. They just don't have that talent to keep up with Charlotte. But Suggs, 3 of 11, 0 of 5 from 3. I don't know, worrying signs early on, but it is only like four games, five games into the season, so off we go. Hornets, Miles Bridges, most improved player of the year. Screw that. Going for MVP, mate. 31 points, 5 of 10 from downtown. He was awesome. Gordy Hayward had 24, 5 and 5. Lamello chucked in a stinker. 3 of 14 for uh, Batman villain Lamello Ball. Uh, 7.6 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 turnovers. 14 and 10 for Plums. I mentioned that. He's crushing it. Charlotte now 4 and 1. Orlando, I believe, dropped to 1 and 5? 1 and 4? No, 1 and 4. I thought that was a bit weird. I'm like, wait, I don't think they've played 6 games in only 7 days. Anyway, uh, Washington, they beat Boston. 116, Ked. Uh, 107. This is a funny one. Washington, all the running in this. Boston came screaming back late in the third, but could literally never get over the hump. They got it down to one point at the end of the third quarter. They were fighting. They were scrapping. Tatum and Brown had chances, especially at the end of that third. Um, and Brad Beal, how was his... Uh... Speaking of uh, watch out for the Shaq attack, Brad Beal's going to have to watch out for Shaq in a full. He had three chances at the rim right at the end of one of those quarters, and it was uh, not great. Uh, but the thing is, they just never got the lead. They never got the league, the Celtics. Tatum just couldn't hit anything from downtown. And Tatum, when he's struggling, it's a bit of a weird one because obviously you get that Kobe vibe from Tatum a lot of the time. Uh, And we know that he uh, trained with Kobe before his unfortunate passing. Uh, But Tatum does have the tendency to go, right, I'm going to do it. Fuck yes, I don't care. Once they start dropping, they won't stop. And then they don't drop. And he keeps trying, and they still don't drop. He had 23 points. It took him 9 of 22 shooting to get there. 1 of 8 from downtown. And when Jalen Brown was stinking it up, seriously, he had 5 of 16 shooting to Jalen Brown for 13 points. He was cooked. Just not great. Dennis Schroeder was the best-performed Celtic today. He had 22. 13 and 11 for Time Lord. Robert Williams, love that. 16 and 11 for Big Al Horford. But when your main dudes don't have it and keep sort of just, you know, ripping off possessions where they're like, nah, this is the one that's going to get me back into a flow. It's a bit of a fucking struggle town. Meanwhile, Marcus, smack kid, one of seven for seven points. So, ostensibly, your three main dudes not having a good shooting night. It's going to hurt you. Whereas Washington were fine. Beal, look, 17 and 10. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie smashed it late. Montrez dominated. How's that? Montrez Harrell had 25 and 11 off the bench. Absolute soons there in Boston. 10-13 he shot. 
Even Bertans didn't stink. He had seven points, but he went three of three from the floor. You love to see that. Kuz, he had 12 on 11 shots. Dan Gafford, as mentioned, went off early. Uh, but still, Washington, that's a big win. They're uh, now three and one. Boston dropped to two and three. But that's the thing with the East. It's going to be a lot of that for the first month. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, because Brooklyn, they hosted Miami and got their asses handed in the 106-93. Called this one. Uh, Harden's, well, actually, I called Brooklyn eking this out as a win, but I did pick Miami, so blow it out your nose. Uh, Harden's all out of sorts. He's like, oh, well, you see, I was rehabbing my hammy all offseason. Everyone's like, James, we saw you at the strippers. I mean, that is definitely rehabbing something. <laughs> my libido, bro. Good one, Jimmy. Yeah, good one. Uh, speaking of which, I mean, he's out of sorts. Blake's out of sorts. And... Like, their big dudes, LaMarcus Aldridge, like, came out of retirement. Millsap's cooked. It's just weird. Anyway, Miami weren't letting their other dudes kill them. Um, so as long as they stymied KD and Harden, which is exactly what Miami did, they took over in the second half and absolutely strangulated them from there. There was a bit of a run where KD is, like, eyeballing everybody. He's like, oh, I just got us back within three. And they never got close again. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, Miami smashed it. Patty was well held, just nothing they could do. The Nets, look, they shot 38%. KD had 25 and 11, but he had five turnovers. Harden shot four of 12 for his 14, 7 and 7. Joey Harris, what, 15 points, hit five threes. Shot five of 11, but Blake had 19 po- uh, minutes, two of six for six points. Just not enough from those sort of ancillary dudes. And Patty as well, one of nine. Brutal night for the uh, TOE Terror. Uh, but for the Heat, bam! Out of bio, 24-9. Butts had 17, 14, and 7. He crushed it with four steals. Did a little bit of everything, did Jimmy Butler. And he revels in this competition. You know that. Big booty guard, Larry. Looking particularly big booty today. Nine points, nine assists. PJ Tucker saves his best games. Like, he's got two best games all season. He saves them for Kevin Durant. Boom. 15 points for PJ Tucker. Unbelievable. There goes my hero. Turn back into the Tyler hero we know and love. 14 points on 5 of 17 shooting. Either way, big win for Miami. They're 3-1. and one. Brooklyn dropped to 2-3. and three. That's what I'm talking about with Boston, Brooklyn. All these teams are going to take that first month to sort of sort themselves out, and then we'll see where they're at. Toronto, actually, but this was the problem, right? Toronto, they host Indy. I talked about this yesterday. One of these teams is going to be 1-4, and four, and uh, it's Indy. They got absolutely killed. This was a really tight one in the first half. Mano Imano Strugle. <laughs> and then the Raptors kicked the fuck out of them in the second half. It was crazy. They got up 23 towards the end. Ends up at what? 118, 100. But what a mess the paces are. The Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis, took four. Count them. One, two, three, four. That's it. He only took four shots. He played the entire fucking game. What's going on? Something smells bad in Indy. 34 minutes. He took. Four shots. He had nine points, eight rebounds, and four turnovers on three assists. He was horrible. And uh, so is that team. Miles Turner had 40 points the other day. Had 10 today. Shot three of seven. El Presidente Malcolm Brogdon. Only bloke who's half sort of showing up. 18 points, five assists. Chris Duarte, the rookie. Two of seven from downtown. He had 14. But geez, the rest of this team stinks. Oh, Sleepy Eyes. He had 12. Sleepy Eyes, Jeremy Lambert. Cripes. What a horrible, horrible team the Indiana Pacers are at the moment. Uh, sweet baby carrots, Liberto come back. TJ Warren will come back, but I still think they stink. The Raptors, OG, Ananobi at 25, 26 and 10 with six assists for Fred Van Vliet of the fight, Van Vliet's just doing a little bit of everything. 
Maybe add another. Get 18, 7, and 7 for Scotty Barnes. He is crushing it. He and Giddy. Right at the top of the uh, rookie ranks, I'll tell you that. The, but the uh, Raptors definitely needed this one. They're now 2 and 3. And the confidence that you get from being at home and then just running over the top of a team like the Pacers in the second half is pretty gnarly. Like, they survived this despite Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. going 4 of 14. Didn't matter. You had dudes like, I don't know, Shvi, my higher look, like knocking in seven points out of nowhere and shit. So even with Chris Bobby Boucher and stuff, like not being really crushing it, Precious had 10 and 6. Good win for the Raptors. Good on them. As mentioned, Indy now dropped to 1 and 4. That's a horrible start to the season. Toronto, 2 and 3. Nice little riding of the ship. Atlanta snuck out a win against the New Orleans Pelicans. Hilarious scene. Pels jumped them early. 102.99 this is. Uh, They're a big early with the Pels, but the Hawks pulled them back into the second, got ahead in the third. It was pretty inevitable. It felt very inevitable. Uh, but the Hawks closed this one out uh, in that third. They're a 12-2 run. They're up seven going to the fourth, but the Pels, out of nowhere, like you've, I was watching this one. I'm like, well, that's them done. Like It's the Pelicans. They're going to roll over, show their big-bellied beak belly. Big-beaked bellies. There you go. I can use my words. But they kept coming. It was pretty good. They were still right there, right at the end. This was tied 98-98. Spindles Ingram tries the go-ahead three in transition. Airball. Guess what? John Collins gets a putback with 55 seconds left. Clink Capella. Blonks. Uh, Blonks. Blocks. Devontae Graham. Spindles goes up for another one. Airball. Unbelievable scenes. Game over. Spindles, what are you doing, mate? 20 points on 21 shots for him. Ends up 8 of 21, 4 assists, 2 turnovers. Devontae Graham had, uh, what, led all scorers for the Pals, 21 and 6. My name is Jonas Valentunas. He had 16 and 15. Nobody else did fucking anything for the Pals. They are a rabble. The Hawks, Trey had 31. He was awesome. Shot 13 of 27. Uh, 16 and 12 with 4 assists for John Collins. That's a tall cocktail. And DeAndre Hanna had 13. Bogdan had 12. Good surviving win for the Hawks, where in years past they would have just gone, ah, we're not in this early, and just blown it. But they fought back and they actually won this. Uh, Pelicans dropped a 1-4. and four. I believe that means the Hawks are 3-1. and one. I'm going to check my maths here, because some of these have been a bit off. There we go. Yeah, they are 3-1. and one. Pels are 1-4. and four. Uh, Handy win. Handy win. And good job, Atlanta. One of the picks I missed today, because I uh, thought Atlanta just kicked the shit out of them. They didn't. So... Good on you, pals, for fighting, I guess. Minnesota! They beat Milwaukee! Nailed it! This is the biggest call I had yesterday and uh, came through in a big way. 113-108. Minnesota had a fire lit under their ass and they came out like it. They dropped 44 in the first quarter. Gave it to the Bucks from the tip. It was unbelievable. The Bucks couldn't reel them in for the entire game, uh, which is pretty gnarly. They were down 15 going into the fourth quarter. And then... They finally got going in the fourth. It was weird. It was a 10-2 run right late. Got it back to about six points. And then suddenly it's only two with 10 seconds left. But the Wolves steady. Uh, Ant-Man hits his free throws. They win the game. But still, I always loved a good Minnesota-Milwaukee rivalry. It's the old uh, Stephen Marbury, Ray Allen trade uh, catch-up. And I love it. The old the weird Ray Allen-Marbury draft day trade. Just one of those what-ifs. I'm Jeffrey, and uh, what if? Uh, NBA, what if? Boom. Um, but the weird matchups, always fun. Minnesota, though, after blowing their last game, shitting the bed, and just giving zero effort, 
and Ant-Man just fucking losing his mind about it. You knew they were going to come up, come out fired up for this, and they really just rode that. That was awesome. Giannis had 40 points. He had 40, 16, and 7. He was awesome. He even went 3-6 from downtown. Mitty wasn't bad. He had 16, 5, and 5. But without Giroud Holiday, without Brooke Lopez, uh, they got 13 from Grayson Allen. They got fucking sweet FAL. So tough scenes there for Milwaukee. Look, they're going to like muddy through all this without Giroud, without Brooke. They'll be fine. But if you can't win with Giannis dropping 40, Mitty, you got to step up a little bit more, mate. The Wolves, D-Lo, he was massive. 29 points. He went 3 of 11 from downtown, but shot 12 of 25 overall. Pretty bloody good. Ant-Man at 25 and 7. Carl Anthony Towns, 25 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, 7 turnovers. Yeesh. But he did shoot 9 of 13. And 10, of, uh, 10 points, 13 rebounds for Jared Vanderbilt getting a start as well. Good on him. Big win for Minnesota. They're feeling good. Looking good. Milwaukee dropped a 3-2. and two, Minnesota 3-1. and one. Now the big one. OKC. And Josh Getty beat the Lakers 123-115 in hilarious fashion. Oh, Jimmy, why is it funny, man? Well, because they blew a 26-point lead. This game was over in the second quarter. I was watching, and I'm like, they're up, like, a very large amount. <laughs> this game is uh, cooked. The Lakers on a back-to-back. OKC on a back-to-back. OKC at home. They just very clearly hadn't showed up. Turns out, however, that they did decide to show up in the second half. They had some of Michael's secret stuff. Maybe Gids had a bit of uh, Josh Juice hanging out there. and <laughs> Oh, gross. And the lead was gone by the end of the third quarter as Shea Redder, Gilgis, Alexander did a bit of a dance, dance, make him dance. And uh, Lance Lance, make him dance. Dropped in a three. Boom. It was insane. And then throughout the fourth quarter, the Lakers just couldn't peg him back. Giddy had a great drop-off that I think we posted the uh, video of on the old facey that was just perfect. And he's just hitting Roby and dudes like that all the way through the game and tried to throw it away at the end. I'll admit that. Bit of a tough one. That was almost an old mate, no mates moment where he literally just threw the ball to Carmelo, who was wide open for the game. <laughs> game, what, ceiling three? Uh, tying three? I can't even remember what it was at that point. Would have been tying, I reckon. Uh, missed it. They had three shots as well, did the Lakers in those last couple of moments to basically tie it up uh, or go ahead, and they missed all three threes. So not ideal. I think it was Rusty, Malik Monk, and Mello all missed the threes. But Shy was a revelation. He had 17 points in that third quarter, capped it off with a massive three of the game, that lead of the, the first lead of the night, actually, as that quarter ended. Just incredible. They hold on. They win. What a turnaround. The Lakers, absolute soons there in Lakerland. 13-8 for AD. Rusty had 20 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists. That's a triple-double, Jimmy. And he also had 10 turnovers. That's right, a quadruple-double, baby! Woo! Love it. Malou, is it me you're looking for? He's looking for his shot today. 13 points and 14 shots. And the rest of the Lakers, Stinktown, the Thunder. SGA, he was awesome. 27-9-5 did Shea. Gilgis Alexander, absolutely smashed it. 5-11 from downtown. Giddy up! He had 18 and 10. He was amazing. Shot 7 of 13 from the floor. 2 of 5 from 3. Baisley had an efficient 20. Dort had 17. Faves got up there for 15 and 6. Huge win for OKC. They're now 1 and 4. The Lakers dropped to 2 and 3. Panic stations, man. Panic stations. Sacramento! Speaking of panic stations, they beat Phoenix. 110-107. Hilarious. Hilarious fashion because <laughs> Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Game winner. Amazing. The Kings look frisky. I love them. They make zero sense. But there's an, they're starting Mo Harkless, Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes, uh, Diaz of Fox, and Tyrese Halliburton. 
and they're frisky. Buddy Heald was amazing off the bench today, and they just, look, they worked the Suns all game. Look, the Suns got up early. Phoenix just stuck around like, you know, one of the fucking smells coming out of the baby's room. But uh, Phoenix, look, they got put in the hurt locker in the second half, and just Sacramento held on. Like, it was amazing. The way they got Harrison Barnes, that game winner, was insane. Like a turnaround fucking prayer. It was incredible. But it, like Phoenix had very smartly fouled Fox on his uh, drive to the rim just before it. So there's only like 1.9 seconds left or whatever. But Harrison Barnes gets the ball, turns around, bang, off he goes. It was amazing. So good job, Sacramento. Uh, I called this as well, uh, picking Sacramento. I thought this would be really close, and it was. Booker goes off for 31. CP3 goes 1 of 10 for his six points. Jesus. 21 and 21 for DeAndre Ayton, a.k.a. the pay me. 15 and 5 for Bridges, but the Suns, they just slow start. Talk about uh, championship hangovers without actually winning the championship. Uh, Fox had 18 and 9. Harrison Barnes, 22, 9 and 4. Amazing game. 15 for Halliburton. And Buddy, Buddy healed off the bench. Just showing a little bit of something, something. I loved it. 26 points. He made seven threes. It was great. Phoenix now dropped to 1 and 3. Your reigning Western Conference champions. A 1-3, Sacramento, a 2-2. Two two. Love it. Uh, Portland kicked the shit out of Memphis, 116-96. Close and fun game for the first half. And then it all just clicked for the Blazers. Uh, Nurk and CJ just straight out of the uh, first half. The deficit, they were down six. The deficit was erased straight away. Uh, Jar had a four-point play straight after that. But then Portland just resettled. They rolled from there. They never trailed again. Larry Nance was really good in that third quarter. So was Dame. Uh, Anthony Simons was just showing up. And you see Little, they were crushing. It was great. Um, really nice game for the uh, Blazers because they outscored them 65-39 in the second half and looked like the team we all thought they were going to be, even with Dame still not quite there with the shot. Uh, the Grizz, like, they've just played a lot of really tough games, I think, in a pretty short period of time. So Jar was a little bit off today. He goes 5-12, ends up with 17-9-10, and 10, uh, and also nine turnovers. Almost pulled a uh, rusty quadruple-double. But Jaron Jackson Jr. stunk it up. He had seven points, three of 13 shooting in 18 minutes because he had five fouls. Yeesh. Desmond Burn uh, had 19. He went four of seven from downtown. Nobody else did shit for the Grizz. I'll tell you that much. But for the Blazers, look, Dame, the shot's still not quite there. 20 points, 10 assists, but it came on six of 22 shooting. Uh, luckily, CJ McCollum still crushing it. Great start to the year for him. 25 points, four and nine from downtown. I think he's leading the league and made threes, which is gnarly. 17 and 8 for uh, the Bulls in the NBA. Yusuf Nurkic and uh, Anthony Simons crushing it. 5 or 7 from downtown for him. 17 points there. Even the bank teller, Cody Zeller, got in on the action. 10 and 7 for him. And Larry Nance. Look, I mentioned uh, his impact in the third quarter. He was huge. 8 points, 5 rebounds overall in only 15 minutes. But his energy is just something else. I kind of love it. Anyway, play more. Memphis are uh, 2 and 2. Portland. Same. Last game, Cleveland. What? Cleveland. Beat the Clippers. Cleveland. Cleveland. That's right, 92-79. Hilarious. Hilarious scenes. I mean, what is going on? Crikey. Uh, called this one as well yesterday. Uh, you can't underestimate the Cavs. They're just frisky. They're weird. They're funky. They're playing like a lineup that comes from like the 90s Knicks. Basically, it's like two small guards and three gigantors. Uh, but anyway... From the get-go, they had more energy and hustle from the Clippers. They got up big in the first. Clippers thought they were the Lakers and could sleepwalk through this. Clippers, you don't have Kawhi. He's like hanging out at home or in a fucking, I don't know, club somewhere. (laughs) Releasing an album. 
because the first thing that ever everyone comes like thinks of when they say Kawhi Leonard is like, oh, I can't wait to hear him rap. What? <laughs> I was walking down the strops and I found some money and it was good even though I'm rich, so I bought a coffee. Good one, Kawhi. Uh, the craziest part, the Cavs went 3 of 20 from 3. 3 of 20 from 3 and they won. They hit three threes. It was amazing because the Clips got crushed on the glass. 57-36. The weirdest part was the Clippers... Even when they did get offensive rebounds, they missed eight of nine second chance points. Scoring chances, rather. So the Cavs outscored the Clips 19-3 to on second chance points, which is gnarly. Insane. But look, Paul George, 6-20 for 12 points. Gross! Reggie Jackson went 16. Batum went 16. Nick Batum, I steal your money. <laughs> uh, very little else. Man and Canard stunk. Bledsoe can't score anymore. The Clippers are a tra- 79 points. Against Cleveland. Cleveland. Unbelievable. A delight, though, the Cavs are, aren't they? Six men at 26. Garland at 16 and 6. Mobley, he was awesome. 12 and 10. He's been a revelation, too. I love him. Rubio chucked in 15. They rolled. Look, this is crazy because even Larry and Go the Fro. Larry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and Go the Fro, Jared Allen. They go 4 of 14 between them. K-Love and Lamar Stevens off the bench go 3 of 15 between them, and the Cavs still win. Insane. The Clippers now 1 of 3. Cleveland have won three on the trot. They've knocked off Atlanta, Denver, and the Clippers. Unbelievable. You kind of love to see it. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night to basically celebrate that simple fact. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. The Cavs, just as a general collective. Cleveland. Unbelievable. I love that. They get a nod, but Miles fucking Bridges. I mentioned this, right? Most improved player. Fuck that! MVP, baby! That's his third 30-point game in four games. He had 31 today. Goes 5 of 10 from downtown. 11 of 21 from the floor. Charlotte without him as well. Would have been up shit creek. So good job, Miles Bridges. Uh, Giannis, 40-16-7 in a loss. Rusty's quadruple double. Hilarious. Harrison Barnes with that game winner. Look, we've got to like appreciate Harrison Barnes at the moment because... He's been real, real fucking handy for the Kings all this season, all last season. He's not going to really jump out of you all the time, but he's just been super solid for large swathes of this time, which is pretty gnarly. He does the little things from time to time as that pop-up performance. We go, Harrison Bunch is what? But today, hits the game winner. It was never a doubt either. <laughs> the squid was there because obviously, oh, yeah, and a heads up, we're still in, like, the squid's in ISO, close contact. So, yeah, there's my next two weeks fucked, as mentioned. So, what a week. How's that? Does that make me sputter the night? I don't know. But, yeah, we've gone from gastro for me on Monday or food poisoning, whatever the fuck it was. Same for, you know, the squid-o on Tuesday. Wednesday, bang, close contact find out. So, another, what, 11 days of fucking ISO quarantine? Jesus, what a world. Send beers. Uh, but anyway, look, Miles Bridges, Harrison Barnes, that was some great stuff. Loved it. And the Cavs, you guys are all the NBA Australia performers of the night because that was awesome. Made a really fun day, I'll tell you that much, of the unheralded types. And the Lakers getting punk. We're going to talk about them in a second. Spot of the night. Spud, 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 sp
And I, look, the Lakers in that second half would be right there. But uh, Kelly Oubre, one of seven for the Hornets. Over five from downtown. Lamella goes three of 14 as well, including one of seven from deep. Not ideal. Patty Mills. Ah, oh, that's my fucking hat to say it. But yeah, one of nine. Patty, not a great shooting night for him. CP3 was worse, though. <laughs> one of ten. Brutal for the little general. Three of 14 for Nicky Alexander-Walker. He goes 0 of 7 from deep, too. Not great if you're the Pelicans. I mean, just in general, the Pelicans, you're not great. Shemi Ojale, 0 of 5, all from 3 in 12 minutes. Enjoy that experience, Bucks fans. Uh, but I think it's probably going to go to DeAnthony Melton, doesn't it? 0 of 8, 0 of 5 from 3. Also missed both of his free throws. So he goes for an over. Over, oh, 0 points. Misses every shot he's taken in the game. 0 of 8, including the missed two free throws. A minus 19 to Anthony Melton. All right. Killing the Grizz. And uh, that's why they got smoked by 20, I guess. Uh, old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? How about literally everybody in that Lakers roster? I mean, Malik Monk. That's one of the ones where you could actually see LeBron going, what the fuck, man? Uh, but the rest of them, LeBron's out here going, I will trade every single fucking one of you except for you, Anthony. No, not you, Carmelo. Anthony Davis. You're all right. A 26-point lead? You blow that? It's okay fucking see? They're basically a bunch of fucking teenagers. You just got beaten by the goddamn Keeler under 14s. That's unbelievable. LeBron's walking into that locker room after that game like, motherfuckers, I traded D-Wade from Cleveland. You think any of you idiots are safe? Mallow, you stop laughing. You're first against the fucking world. I told you that. Why do you think I waited this long to sign your old ass? Get the fuck out there and get some wins, you idiots. Or I will trade every single last one of you. That is 100% what's happened behind the uh, closed door of the Lakers, isn't it? Prove me wrong, folks. Prove me wrong. I mean, it's still LA in general. Both teams. This was just going to be the Lakers going, well, they got pants by OKC, which is hilarious. Seriously, a bunch of fucking teenagers. Uh, but seriously, the the Clips dropping that game to the Cavs at home and scoring just an abysmal 79 points. Uh, this is an interesting aspect of this all, though. Have a look in the first week. Scoring's down. Because the refs are letting him play a little bit. There's no bullshit uh, offensive fouls that have sort of, you know, will bump up a game's uh, scoring total by about, you know, probably six to eight points, maybe. And without that, without those shitty ticky-tack offensive fouls of dudes jumping into other dudes, it's making a big difference. I'm kind of here for it. Um, but at the same time, 79 points. That's, that's not because of the offensive fouls there, Jimmy. That's just shit. They got pantsed. That's 100% the Clippers uh, being the big dog on campus and getting dacked by the nerd, the upstart nerd, who eventually turns into like Elon Musk or something. Um, that's the Cavs. But the Lakers getting just got by OKC after being up 26. That's even more embarrassing, isn't it? Incredible. Like, the Clips, they go, oh, well, we just didn't have it tonight. The Lakers, they had it. They are up 26. Holy shit. And then they had all those shots at the end to tie it up. Giddy gave them the ball to have another crack. And Mello missed it. Unbelievable scenes. Hilarious. Both LA teams, you got pantsed. Who was better than Lonzo Ball, though? 
Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody is Josh Giddy. That's right. The number six pick in last year's draft. 19 year old Josh Giddy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. That's right. It's here. He's done it. He's just bloody well gone and done it. Uh, just dropping a pretty uh, lazy, how do you like them ones? 18 points, 10 assists. He is the second youngest player to have 10 assists in a game. Yeah, pretty good. 18 years old, well, 19 years old. Uh, basically, LeBron was the youngest to do it. Giddy's now the second youngest. That's uh, Look, anytime you're being mentioned in a stat with LeBron... Pretty fucking amazing. The same goes like anytime you're in like the uh, rarefied area of stats where it's LeBron, MJ, or Kobe, you're laughing. So amazing stuff, Giddy. He was incredible today as well. Like just finding some very, very nice sort of avenues for passes. 18 points, 10 assists, two rebounds, one steal, four turnovers, one that nearly cost him, but still. Uh, <laughs> Seven of 13 shooting, two of five from downtown. Great game. Josh Giddy today, better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some yeah, Nas right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanars. They are brought to you by thedailyliquor.com. If you're like me and you've uh, got the squid stuck in ISO, so not much I can do because obviously someone's got to stay at home with the very small child. <laughs> Better bring the bottle out of you. That's right. And all over thedailyliquor.com, stuck it up on the wines, the cocktails, and the bureaus. And thedailyliquor.com will look after you as well. If you bang in the code STRAYER, they'll give you a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA. It's a beer that I'll be absolutely destroying as soon as this show is done. I need it today, I'll tell you that much. I was going to be like, ah, oh, I'll take it easy on the booze this week because of the uh, the tummy upset early in the week. You know, how I was disastrously sick. Now I'm just like, nah, don't care. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, if you go to thedailyliquor.com, bang in that code straight out, you get the free sixer. It's amazing. You get same-day delivery as well if you order before noon if you're in the Melbourne metro area. So bring the bottle over to you at thedailyliquor.com. And if you rock up anywhere in Melbourne without a slab on your shoulder or a couple of bottles of wine on your arm, you're just, you're a shit bloke after this fucking lockdown shenanigans over the last 18 months. you got to go everywhere with a bunch of booze and a smile on your dial. So use thedailyliquor.com. Tell them Jimmy sent you with the code, Straya. Get a free sixer for your troubles. Right, some yeah, nahs. The Pelicans, they're cooked with... Uh, with or without Zion, right? Yeah, nah, yeah. I hate, hate, hate this Pelicans team. I've mentioned it time and time again. I still have zero fucking clue why they got rid of Drew Holiday. Oh, but we got some good picks, man. Yeah, Milwaukee just won the title, you fucking idiots. How's that going to work out? You don't think... Look, Drew Holiday is one of those dudes where you're like, oh, he's been around for ages, and you turn around, and you're like, oh, hang on a second. He's not that bloody old, and... Then they just gave up on Lonzo Ball because for, I just assume the front office just didn't like him. It's like, well, just fucking trade him. What are you doing? It's insane. Like, Drew Holiday's now only 31. 
So you would have had him for the last, you know, little bit. Hang out with Zion. Hang out with Spindles. Give yourself a heady veteran. Now you can trade him to a contender if you want. You'll probably get a better fucking package. It made no sense then. It makes zero sense now. They go, oh, well, we'd rather have Devontae Graham. Based on fucking what? The first time Devontae Graham plays... Well, the next time Devontae Graham plays some defense, it'll be the first time. Whereas Alonzo, look, you're seeing his value in a uh, system that's structured a little bit better for him in Chicago already. And it's going great guns. And the thing is, you go, oh, well, when Zion comes back, the Pelicans will be fine. What? They've got Jonas Valanciunas. They've got Spindles. you got Zion. Like, Devontae Graham, Nikki Alexander-Walker. It's just... It's gross. The, the goddamn roster construction of this Pelicans team is like a fucking war crime. Zion is on 100% leaving. Like, this is a gross team. It makes zero sense. And talk about like, oh, well... You know, well, Devontae Graves not much of a defender, but Zion will come back and help there. Based on what? He hasn't played defense since college. All he's going to do is shuffle around, get some dunks, get, like, less rebounds than you'd expect, have to battle fucking Jonas Valanciunas for space, get angry at Spindle Zingram, and they'll end up blowing it up in two, three years. Just move him to Seattle and deal with him. The Pacers, they should blow it up. They're one and, three, uh, one and four. Jeez. Yeah, nah, yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be massively regretting that El Presidente extension where he now can't be used in a trade for Ben Simmons because what else? What else are you doing? Now you're waiting on my sweet baby Carrots Levert to come back. You've got TJ Bubble MJ Warren to come back. But really, if you can't muddle through some of these games with the Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis, El Presidente, Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner and that weird supporting cast, what are you doing? The Pacers, they're just like, talk about like a offensive, just gross, uh, I don't know, shots across the bow of roster making. The Pacers make very little sense. I thought that Carlisle would come in and go, right, we've got a, stand, a pretty handy point guard in Brogdon. We've got a Swiss army knife in Karras. We've got two big dudes who can do a little bit and we'll piece together some shit around that. It has not happened so far and they've looked just... Without a plan. Like, Sabonis, 9-8 and eight today on the four shots is brutal. Blow it up. Like, what are they doing? The Simmons trade would have been a smart way to go about it and just go, look, maybe he and Sabonis can uh, fit somehow. We'll see what happens. But now, oof, I don't know where you turn to. Um, but maybe, look, hey, that's some fun stuff to think about. It's thought exercises now. I'm going to sit a Spend a bunch of time on the old trade machine and see what the Pacers can do. Uh, speaking of other teams that are 1-3, and three, uh, the Clippers, can they turn this around? Yeah, nah, yeah, they can as well. Look, the Pacers, I'm not sure. Oh, look, I'm, they can turn it around as well. That's fine, but they should just blow it up anyway because this team stinks. Um, the Clippers, it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough one, especially if T-Man doesn't take that big, big, big step that we're kind of expecting a little bit. Hasn't really shown much so far. Canard was pretty good two games ago. Hasn't done shit since. You need those dudes to step up and give you a little bit of Kawhi's production. But mostly, look, what team has gotten better when adding Eric Bledsoe? You know? I don't want to be here. Nobody wants you here, Eric. <laughs> you stink. You're bad. You're objectively bad. This is horrible. Everywhere he goes, it's been a burden. Milwaukee got better as soon as they got rid of him. The Pelicans are like, oh, this guy stinks. <laughs> Phoenix. They just made the finals. Anyway, uh, tough season for the Clips ahead. 
I think they can be fine. And that kind of leads very nicely into a very sort of uh, unpopular opinion of the day. To kind of shit on most of that, apart from the Pelicans being an absolute fucking train wreck, uh, I don't know how many teams should actually be at panic stations after one week. I'd be worried if I'm the Pacers or the Clippers. I wouldn't be panicking. But I would be at least sort of jumping out there and going, oh, maybe I'll make a couple of phone calls. (laughs) Just see what the asking prices on some things are. The problem for the Clippers, it's like, well, wouldn't it be fun if they got a bit of, how's that thunder? Oh, that was big. That was a big one. Live. At least it wasn't a fucking goddamn earthquake. Uh, (laughs) Melbourne. Can 2021 get any worse? Um, But yeah, look, maybe Detroit, they just smell. Pelicans, they just are horrible. But look, everybody else, there's still a chance they can turn around. It's been a week, man. It's been a week. Outback takeouts for today. It's Thursday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, two-for-one blooming onions. That's right, no prick back at home in Australia knows what the fuck you're talking about. What is it, a deep-fried onion? You fat bastard yanks. Jesus, what are you talking about? Like an onion ring? No, it looks like a flower. Nah, mate, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Either way, they're two-for-one, only today. Only at Outback. Goes great with this flame-grilled take. Not only will the Clippers not turn it around, but Kawhi Leonard won't come back and they'll end up giving the Thunder a top three pick in next year's draft. Only at Outback. Oh man, Paul George, but veterans, but they'll be fine, bro. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. All right, we'll be back with a uh, very brief stray and play. Watch the Kiwi Corner and some other fun stuff right after this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, go check out Noble. It's got Chris Paul, NASA Commander, Scott Kelly, Redico, Farron, Alexis Ohanian, all giving you the details on what makes their incredible experiences uh, into, well, basically turning them into teachable moments. It's pretty gnarly. They're on Noble, which is a new app where the world's top experts teach new skills in bite-sized little audio courses. It's basically podcasts where you learn stuff. It's 100% ad-free. Spotify for learning shit. I love it. Uh, Go check it out. Knowable, download it from the uh, your app store, bang in the code straight, get 20% off as well. There's heaps of experts waiting to teach you something new, so go get smart today. Australian Player Watch, Patty Thrills. Mentioned this earlier, one of nine, including 0 of 6 from 3. Uh, but look, he redeemed himself a little bit. Four points, five assists. It's pretty handy, bit of a playmaker. Three rebounds, one turnover. And it's one of those things where Steve Nash is like, oh shit, I should play Patty a bit more. And, uh, Against a team like Miami, Brooklyn, without Harden firing, without KD being able to dominate against the uh, size, width, and length of PJ Tucker, Bam, and Jimmy Butts, yeah, there's always going to be a rough one, including for Patty. Uh, Giddy, as I mentioned, massive. Was it 18 points, 10 assists, 2 rebounds, a steal, 2 of 5 from downtown, 7 of 13 from the floor. Great bloody game. I enjoyed it immensely just because, look, it's like four games in for OKC. <laughs> Five games. And just the poise. It's there. I love it. I absolutely love it. He's just showing you everything you kind of want to see. There'll be more rebounding uh, to come once they sort of figure out some of this rotation and he sort of gets more in the flow of it all. But either way, he's crushing it, so I love that. Uh, And that's it for the Aussies today. Nobody else got out there, so... Well, nobody else is playing between Paddy and uh, Gids because... 
No Sixers game, no Dallas game, no Spurs game, and off you go. Uh, so let's go to old Kiwi Corner. How's Stevie Adams been going? Well, it's been a bit of a uh, up and down week. We mentioned this the other day when we started. He's gone all right in Memphis. He's just finding a bit of space, and I kind of love it. So f- so far, he's just had a uh, eight and fourteen game at the start of last the start of the season. Then had a seventeen nine and five with two steals against the Clippers. Amazing. But then against the Lakers this week, he dropped fourteen points, sixteen rebounds, and six assists. He was awesome in that game. Uh, unfortunately, against Portland, only played eighteen minutes. He had four fouls in that. He had four point seven rebounds. Uh, missed a couple of shots at the rim, and uh, Portland just fucking bulldozed him. Bit of a tough one. He just there was a couple of weird calls that went against him, and you're like, Jesus, Stephen is uh, copping it from all angles today. So not a great one for him. But either way, just uh, in a pretty good spot. He's like averaging basically like thirteen and thirteen, <laughs> which is uh, tell you what, not bad. Right, all right. Well, let's move on to the old Patty Mills game day baller game day Twitter check in before the picks. Well, Josh Giddy is the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in today because he just tweeted out today, W, smile, love emoji, smile, love emoji, smile, love emoji. That's right. The bloke just got his first bloody win over the Lakers of all teams. Incredible stuff from the Gid man. I loved every second of this game. Because uh, I was watching, I'm just like watching the Lakers implode and nothing makes me more delighted, you know this, than watching the Lakers implode. So... He finally gets his first NBA career win after uh, four straight losses. He had 18 and 10. And he gets to tweet out, W. That's pretty good. Right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How sucked are you for a bit of ISO and quarantine with the small child? Yeah, not very. Because, like, at least with, uh, you know, lockdown, we could still go to the fucking park. But all because someone at his fucking daycare had it. Oh, God. Anyway. She'll be right. Uh, anyway, remember, the game preview is brought to you by DraftKings Australia. Go to DraftKings.co. While you still can, go to DKNG.co slash Sign up. Bang in their uh, daily fantasy. Check it out. Pick your players. Stay within the salary cap. Win some money. It's easy. So, we smashed the picks today. Eight of ten. Eight of ten! Against the spread. We absolutely smashed it with 35 of 55 on the pick so far this year, uh, including, well, not including Monday when I was sick, obviously. Uh, but 8 of 10 today, I'll tell you what, pretty bloody good. Righto, so let's do it. Friday, we've got six games tomorrow. We've got Detroit at Philly. Going to be an interesting one. Philly, they've been up and down. Detroit can't score. Can Philly's defense actually lock in and slow down a Detroit team that'll be very hungry? Very hungry for a win. I am tempted... Very tempted to go Detroit plus nine and a half, and I think I will. I think Philly will eke this one out, and it'll be an absolute fucking rock fight. Uh, you will have Andre Drummond uh, wanting to, you know, show up against his old team. But you've just got wings and players on that Detroit team that'll just be just frothing to have a crack after a very slow start to the season. They're 0-3 at the moment. As I mentioned the other day, they've uh, scored 88, 82, and 104, which is against the Hawks. Which is crazy. So 10 a.m. tomorrow. Watch that one. It's going to be gnarly. I'm going to take Detroit plus nine and a half. I just think they'll get close enough to give themselves a bit of a sniff. See how they go. At the at the at the time though, without Kate Cunningham, they're just they're in a world of hurt. So uh, Jeremy Jeremiah Grant 
is on the injury list, so he's got a questionable elbow. Look, if he doesn't go, then I'm just like, fuck it, Philly. Uh, if he does, I'm going to take Detroit plus 9.5. Atlanta, go to Washington. Both teams on a back-to-back. Atlanta, minus 2.5 against Washington. I think I'll take the Hawks. This Washington team has been surprisingly steadfast, surprisingly good. Atlanta, though, are just a actually good team. So I'm going to take Atlanta. They're deep. They're good, especially on a back-to-back. That always bodes well. Always a tough one on the back-to-back on a road, but Washington just traveled back from Boston to home. Atlanta, see how they go. Give me the Hawks. Uh, the New York this is a belter. New York City, Knickerbockers of New York City at Chicago. We've already got the photos. They're there. Joe Keem, Luol Dang, the booze, Tibbs. The old gang's getting back together. D Rose, ah, oh, I love it. I'm taking the Knicks plus one and a half. <laughs> if you don't reckon that fires up all those Knicks and Tibbs to uh, come back to Chicago and absolutely put on a clinic, I think this is going to be tough. I just half of this as well is me not expecting Chicago to start five and zero, and the Knicks starting four and one is a little bit more plausible, I think, to my brain than the Bulls going five and zip. I just think it's going to be one of those nut crunch games. And Chicago might not be quite there yet. But I think it'll be a really fun one. So give me the Knicks plus one and a half. Utah, go to Houston there. Nine and a half point favorites. I'm taking Utah in a heartbeat. Houston are a rabble. They've got zero defense. Utah should light it up and uh, yeah, win that one pretty handily. Dallas hosts San Antonio. This is probably the toughest one to pick today. Uh, Dallas, six and a half point favorites against the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. Can Dallas hold on and cover that one against San Antonio? I'm going to say yes. The Zinger, the Extreme Zinger Mill. Who knows? Extreme Zinger Mill. I don't know if he's good to go. Nobody seems to know. If he doesn't, it might even be a better thing. So who cares? I'm taking Dallas minus six and a half. San Antonio is showing me something. I'm enjoying it. Dejunte Murray's good. They've just got young, rangy dudes everywhere. But I think Dallas just might have a little bit too much class and win this one. So give me Dallas minus six and a half. And then finally, Golden State. Memphis are on a back-to-back. They looked absolutely shot today. Golden State are reading and waiting. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I didn't want to go Golden State, but I am. I think they uh, just can handle Memphis. Memphis just look that little bit run ragged. Three really good games to start off the year for Jar. If he can't, if he couldn't, like, dictate the game like he could the uh, first three against CJ and Dame without Norm Power for Portland. I don't know if he'll be able to do the same against Golden State. So I'm going to take Golden State minus five and a half. I reckon there's going to be a pretty, pretty big Steph game here. So I'm going to take the Warriors. So there you go. Love it. Lots of good ones tomorrow. That's going to be awesome. Cannot wait. New York City, Chicago. You little ripper. And some Luca. You got Greeny versus Jock. A couple of Boomers teammates going at it. Love it. All right. Uh, so we'll wrap all that up for you tomorrow. We'll probably have a late show tomorrow because um, I've got to do, I've got to record late because uh, old mate will be working uh, and I've got to look after the squid for a larger swathe of tomorrow afternoon. So, yeah, just a heads up. Sucks, done it. But that's what happens when the kid's in ISO quarantine. Tough scenes. Either way, uh, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IG, rule over the socials. Get around NFL Australia. Gaz and I got around to uh, chopping up this week. That's out now, so go smash that. It's always fun. Gaz was drunk. I was sober. It was a weird one. <laughs> go uh, check out World Wrestling Australia with Adam over on YouTube. World Wrestling Australia is always a great one. He's joined by a co-host this week. They break down uh, WWE, Crown Jewel, NXT, and the Aussies. Rhea Ripley, Broden from Auntie Donna. 
some good stuff. So go subscribe to FWCIE on Twitter for more. Subscribe to FWCI Sports and Gaming on YouTube. And check out World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Uh, get around NBAstraight.com slash shop. Look, hey, I'm in ISO. I've got nothing better to do at the moment. So I need to put the squid to work. He's not sick. So, uh, look, all he does is look. I'll pack up some T-shirts. So go to the shop, buy some gear, and I'll send it to ASAMP. Come on. Help us out. I'm stuck here. <laughs> Uh, check us a rating review on your uh, podcast app. Come on, I don't ask for too much. And go to Manscaped. Come on, use the code STRAYA. Look after your family jewels. What are you doing? 20% off with the code STRAYA. Free shipping. Off you go right now. Manscaped.com. The Daily Liquor. Get a free six with the code STRAYA. Knowable. 20% off with the code STRAYA. And big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. Their album's out on uh, Spotify, Apple Music. It's great. And big thanks to Joshua Delarantis, Fascinator, Goldmine, Dram Shakalami, Iowa Sex Shadow, Green Green Green, and Dozers for the Chuji hit throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. However you listen to your chance, remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. All right. Good times, great memories. It's been NBA Australia for today. We'll close out today's show with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams. And boy, howdy. Fucking ISO. <laughs> what a world. <laughs> Ah, Jimmy, what are you going to do? Just watch more basketball? You better believe it! All right, we'll catch you next... Well, tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And... Lederhosenna! Oh, Kia Brew. That's me, Brew. Stephen Adams, E. I'm just here to write on my diary today, Brew. So, uh, here goes, E. Oh, dear diary, Brew, that's me. Stephen Adams, E. Oh, but you knew that Brew was in my diary, E. And you know all my dark secrets, like how since I've moved to Memphis, I've snuck into Elvis's house three times just to use his dunny, eh? So, shh, don't tell anybody. I didn't realise, but shh. Uh, so, yeah, uh, diary, my new place in Memphis, Brew, that's gone real well. Uh, but I broke the dunny. I'll tell you what, Brew, all of that Memphis barbecue, it does a bit of a, uh, bit of a job on your insides, eh? So I'd been using the one at the empty house just down the road from me, Brew, because no one's there at night, eh? Uh, there's usually, like, big lines of people. I don't know what is going on during the day there, but uh, at night there's no one there, Brew, so I just poop there or at the arena, Brew. Uh, so that's working out pretty well. And it's a fun place to go into, too. There's lots of fun costumes and stuff. I don't know, man. Maybe it used to be owned by, like, a circus ringmaster or something, eh? I think it might be Elvis's house. Wait, have I been pooping in Elvis's house, Brew? Oh, shit. Oh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, all the bathroom breaks, uh, it's all because of this delicious Memphis barbecue, eh? So, I'd even say that it's almost on par with my mum's cooking dick home in NZ, Brew. But not quite, because nothing's quite there, Brew. A mum cooked hungry, Brew, nothing's bitter, eh? But, yeah, Memphis has been pretty nice for first few weeks, eh? That mental case jar, I love playing with him, Brew. He doesn't steal all my rebounds like Russ used to, eh? And the cooch, Mr. Jenkins, oh, he's a good bloke, eh, Tyler? Tyler? I've been calling him Taylor. I don't know, Brew. It all works. I'm a Kiwi. I just say the thing and it just sounds like the thing. So we, he and I, we just knock a few tins. Uh, when we get a bit of a chance, there's two fellas. Pretty cool fellas. Just sitting back, enjoying life. Sinking Brew is Brew. So anyway, Brew's our big road trip at the moment that we're on. So as much as I love Memphis, me and my one bag, they're on the road. And uh, I'm just here in Portland, eh? So I've got to get, get a few tasty IPAs into me, Brew. And some of those voodoo donuts, eh? So... And then I've got to jump on the plane to San Fran, so oh, I better go get to it. So, till next week, diary. Cheer, cheer, love. Oh, Stephen Adams, E.